0: Coming up, an extended hang with the one, the only, Larry David, next. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra. Not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing, put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobultra.comslash courtside LDA 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. I love Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They call it sparked energy. I mean, they have peach sunshine. I'm a huge peach guy. Like peach with drinks, I feel like is one of the most underrated drink combo kind of starter things that we have. Well, in this case, these are delicious. They're packed with caffeine and vitamins and minerals that give me the energy I need to get through the day. And a medium's $3 now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer, terms apply. We're also brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network. put up a new rewatchables last night. We grabbed one from the rewatchables 1999 feed. It is The Insider, a classic Michael Mann movie with me and Sean Fennessy and Chris Ryan hosting this one, by the way. Um, Just 25th anniversary of that movie this year. Super important. One of the last great Pacino movies, Russell Crowe um, throwing 99 miles an hour and uh, a really interesting story to go back on, especially as you think about where cigarette smoking is in the 2020s. You can check that out on the Rewatchables feed. You can also check us out if you got tickets on the Rewatchables tour. We had an unbelievable time in Chicago last night. Washington DC, as you're listening to this, we're probably taping the Rewatchables. Uh, There we're doing Forrest Gump and then Philly, doing Creed, and then last but not least, New York Rounders. So thanks to everybody who came out. It's great to see everybody. We're loving doing this. Um, That is why I went last week to Larry David's office in an undisclosed location and hung out with him for almost an hour and a half. And we just, I had my recorder and two mics and we just shot the shit about sports and Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is 25 years this year, amazingly, as the final season is coming this weekend, which you can see on HBO and on the Max app, and you can go watch every season they have on Max. Um, but we talked about that, we talked about some Seinfeld stuff, and, and way more sports than I think you might realize, because he's a gigantic fan. So this is a thrill. I had him in December 2014 on my old podcast, The BS Report at Grantland. So I guess every 10 years, we're gonna be doing a podcast together. But here it is, Larry David, first our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, I am here in Larry David's secret office taping this um, about probably six days before everybody hears it. It's the day after Doc Rivers announced he was going back to the Bucks. You're crestfallen. You lost a golf partner. I don't know what happens to you guys.
1: Yeah, um, it's very upsetting.
0: (laughs) He didn't consult you, obviously. Well,
1: it's very upsetting because he's a big loser on the golf course (laughs) consistently. So um, I'm going to miss that. And um, so surprising. It just really came out of nowhere.
0: I feel a little duped because we ate dinner with him like six weeks ago and all he was doing was telling us how great not coaching was, not told us a whole story about you get a call at two in the morning and it's like if it's this one person on the team, you know, something bad's happened, and now he has peace at night.
1: Yeah, well, and his taken-
0: grandkids and golf. And- right,
1: right. He's obviously taken the job just because he doesn't want to pay for the next dinner.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. that's that was the theory. <laughs> that's that's why he's going to Milwaukee. This man will go to any ends <laughs> to not have to pay for something. <laughs>
0: uh, well, he fooled me. He's back. He's back in the mix. So now I'm. Uh, this is complicated for me because I really like Doc and. My team has to yeah. beat that team. So I don't know. I'll, I'll reconcile it. We were talking before I started recording about, um, I mean, you're like a diehard sports fan. I don't I actually don't think you get enough credit for it. It's trickled in the really? show. What, what, no, but I don't think people realize. What, how, what kind of credit should I get? I, there's a level that people don't realize. Like you're I, I watching League you speak, Pass on a Tuesday night.
1: I think it bespeaks of an immaturity is what, it, <laughs> is what it does. For a man my age to be in, into sports, yeah. But you're watching. But you're League. you're even way more immature than I am. I mean, you're you're doing it for a living, right? You're doing your childhood passion. Yeah. You're rooting all that, and and you've turned it into a, into a lucrative uh, living. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. By the way, <laughs> how lucky <laughs> are we? By the way, yeah, it's
0: great. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think people realize how into it you are. But what's interesting is the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. we, so when do you decide uh, I'm not going to let the season torture me and maybe I'll just play golf on Sunday and tape the game? Like what, what week of the season is that? <laughs> how, how many bad things have to happen?
1: That's, that's really an interesting question because when the season, cause I golf on Sunday. Yeah. And so I, uh, I record the games and after the first or second week, everybody knows D- don't, don't text me. Right. I'm going to watch the game later on. So, this goes on <laughs> until, until I send out a text and go, I don't give a shit anymore. Just, yeah. t- just tell me what's you happening can, during yeah, the game. Yeah, I don't care. You can text me during the game. It doesn't matter. It's over. And so, look, last year, what was that? Around season 13, I think?
0: With Four, the Zach Wilson season? Yeah,
1: around 14. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seemed
0: there was this moment where it felt like in this last season that the Jets were going to suck you back in, that they they were lingering, and, and there was a moment, and then all of a sudden, Rodgers might be coming back. and Oh, that. I never
1: believed that for a second. I didn't
0: either. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Rodgers, you got four plays out of and a lot yeah. of drama. That was year one.
1: But I'm not sure Wilson is as bad as, as you believe he is. I know everybody thinks that but I just want to give you an example, okay? Flacco last year, yeah, on the Jets with that offensive line was terrible. And then he gets to Cleveland, he's a year older, hasn't even had a training camp. Right. Right? And he and he's and he's playing great until until the last game. Right. He played great. So all I'm saying is Wilson was up against so much, having to quarterback that team. Had the offensive line, they, they were decimated, and even when they weren't decimated, they weren't any good.
0: So you have not sold your Zach Wilson stock.
1: Uh, I guess. I guess he seems like a nice. He seems like a nice kid, and I'm. I'm still rooting for him to do well someplace else. I know he's done with the Jets.
0: Because you were saying that earlier this season, like in Tex, you were like. I'm still in. I still, I still think he's got talent. Because I was out of, I got was out of Mac Jones to the point where I was like, not only do I think he needs a change of scenery, I'm I, the league might be the change of scenery. Like he might have to go to the UFL. That's how bad his confidence is.
1: Boy, it's amazing how that draft worked out for those quarterbacks.
0: I don't understand it. I don't understand why it's become even more of a crapshoot. Because like, like the Pats have the third pick, and we'll get whoever the other two teams don't take. And it just seems
1: like there's no rhyme or reason to it anymore. I know. But if you you look at that Wilson draft, okay, Lawrence, he's doing well, not great. Right. And then Wilson, forget it, a bust. Fields. Not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe not working out. Right. And then Jones. and, And wait, Trey Lance, number three. Right, Trey Lance yeah. didn't
0: even have a moment. So, yeah.
1: so, if the Jets didn't trap Wilson, the only other quarterback who possibly could have worked was Fields. And I could guarantee you he wouldn't have worked either. It would have been the, the same thing. He would have yeah. been just running around. Same thing,
0: exactly. So you did that episode about the Jets fan who died yeah. and they didn't realize, or they didn't know whether the Jets caused his death or not. Because it was a suicide. I, I, no, I, I
1: think, I, I think the, no, well, I, eventually I think the Jets, Jets
0: they did. caused it. Yeah, yeah, eventually. But it was that—that was the question. That was one yeah. of the things in the story. So I don't. That was a few years ago. You did that. Yeah. What was the reaction from the Jets <laughs> based on that? Episode? Zero. No reaction. Really? Not in their thing. It's funny because every Jets fan I know is like, "Finally, finally, finally, Larry has done the Jets on Curb, <laughs> and finally he has expressed what we all feel deep inside." Like, I know like fantasy who works for me and uh, he's in his early forties now, his like Jets highlights are Sanchez getting in the championship game <laughs> and Vinny, T- Vinny Testa Verde taking a lead great, into the title game. that's that is, is great.
1: That's like it. That was a great season. Yeah. And they lost that playoff game to Denver. They came close. That was a fantastic season. Yeah. Um, Tester Verde really was terrific that year, but yeah, that's, that's really the yeah, and Sanchez. That's about it. The two Ryan years. So, what I, is it? What? By the way, watching Ryan now on, on ESPN, I, I'd like to, I'd like to get the guy back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him. Maybe is there still time? I
0: don't think so. He's <laughs> <laughs> the ship probably sailed.
1: I mean, he did. He it came was, in. It, it was the fourth guarantee that he made. He was he was guaranteeing a Super Bowl right. every year before the season started. He did it. He did it the first year, then the second year. Okay, Rex, don't don't do this again. Yeah, and he did it again, and then he did it. I think no, was he fired before the fourth year? I don't know. He
0: did attack the Patriots the way they needed to be attacked, which is talk a lot of shit, convince your team that you can hang with these guys, be super physical, try to go Belichick in the stuff, and they, right. it was actually the right. Game plan. I hated them. Our, our, the Pats weren't it's kind of between eras when the Jets threw a couple of haymakers on them. But yeah, that was probably the highlight of this century. But you go back. I mean, you would. You, were you back for the the Super Bowl? You're, were you in on the Jets at that point?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I I've been. I started following the
0: AFL. Yeah. So explain that to me, because just about everybody in the New York area goes to the Giants.
1: Oh, yeah, Well, football. I was a big Giant fan. Yeah. I, I listened to the fifty-six championship game against the Bears on the radio. And the Giants won 47 nothing. Okay. I, I listened to the um what was once known as the greatest game ever played. Oh, Alan Amici? Alan Amici. Yeah. I heard I heard that. They wouldn't televise the game. It was blacked out in New York. How crazy is that? How crazy. So I had to listen to that on the radio. And they lost in um in overtime? I, I don't remember. Yeah. I think it was overtime, yeah. Um, so I was a huge giant fan. Then Y.A. Tittle and beating the Bears in, um, in 63, I think. Um, and then you jumped. <clears throat> Joe it. No, and then, then the AFL came along. I think it was 1960. Yeah. Right? I don't know. For some reason, I became an AFL fan. I loved the... Uh, I. I love the Los Angeles Chargers. You So you like the uniforms yeah. and the helmets I and some of the, I, the players. I love the uniforms and the helmets. <laughs> uh, uh, Lance Allworth and yeah. Keith Lincoln um, who, and Paul Lowe was the other running back. John Hadle uh, was the quarterback. Before him was Tobin Rote. Yeah. So they had a great team. I loved watching them. The games were on at like four o'clock. Um, yeah, th- those were great. And so I became an AFL fan. And the Titans... I, I went to the polo grounds and saw the Titans play. But I, I wasn't crazy about the Titans. So for people listening, <laughs> the Titans became the Jets. Right. Titans became the Jets. And then they drafted Namath. And as soon as Namath came along, and now they were the Jets, and now they're playing in uh, at Shea Stadium. Yeah. And now there's something about this Namath guy that I just loved. So um, this is your guy. This is my guy. And so that's how it started. And then they beat Baltimore in Super Bowl three as right.
0: like 17-point underdogs. Yeah.
1: And I was going, I went to school in Maryland. Yeah. So there was a lot of I knew I had a lot of friends from Baltimore. So that was a big deal. So you're Jets, Knicks, and then Yankees,
0: which is unusual. Usually it's usually it's Jets, Nets. Mets, or it's, there's there some right. Jets, Knicks, Yankees? Usually it's Knicks, Yankees, Giants, but
1: you swap the football part. Yeah.
0: But,
1: but then I still the, root for the Giants. I still like the Giants.
0: So you had Namath rising in the late 60s, yeah. culminating in the Super Bowl. Then you have the Knicks rising, the DeBusher trade Same,
1: same time. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: And then they have the whole Knicks run. Yeah. But the Yankees are going the other way. But so you had two of the three going. Yes. Exactly. And then, wh- so what, wh- who was your favorite then out of the three? Or it didn't matter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It,
0: That's how I feel. It's kind of changed. It's always been the Celtics because we got to go to the games. But then that number, like, 1B spot would change depending on who was doing well.
1: I actually missed game seven in 1970. Oh. Um, the Knicks, uh, what was it, the Lakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. The The game they won for the title. Yeah. Well, the Willis Reed game. Here comes Willis. Yeah. I missed the Willis Reed game because I was in the army. Really? Yeah. I didn't see the game. How long were you in the army for? Just uh, Was it a stint?
2: Uh,
0: I was in the reserves to avoid Vietnam. The glasses, like the eyesight wasn't a problem? No. That's, no. What, that's how my dad no, ended up. No, I Did the eyesight nothing.
1: thing. Yeah. Man. Oh, so there was a chance you had to go to Vietnam? if i didn't if I didn't join yeah. yeah, if I didn't go in the reserves i I probably would have been drafted so then where are you living in the seventies after this? Are you in New York the whole time? Or are you moving around no i'm i'm living in uh, I'm living in the city, and you're doing comedy. I started doing comedy in seventy four
0: and that's you're like, this is my life, but you're still caring about the sports thing too, oh, yeah. Is that that whole romanticizing the comedy scene in New York and L.A. in the mid seventies, late seventies? Is that overrated or underrated? Because it's like a whole generation of like amazing people who then went on to shape pop culture for the next, you know, thirty plus years. It
1: was, um, it was a life that you you lived and breathed. Like you'd go to the clubs, you'd go on. You'd hang out at the clubs. Then after the clubs, you'd go to somebody's house or you'd go out to eat. Um, you'd be home at three o'clock in the morning. I'd get phone calls at four, four 30 in the morning.
0: Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what
1: are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you're up at one and uh, by the time you have your coffee and everything and, and all of a sudden it's, it's time to go back to the club. So, and then, you know, there's a softball team. It, it's a whole life. And that, that's six days a week? Is it seven days seven a week? Seven days a week. You
0: just bounce around different clubs. Bounce around, yeah. And SNL is starting at the same time, so you have that whole scene's happening as well.
1: Right, SNL started in 75.
0: Yeah, because I always thought the, the game of, if you could live anywhere, in any time period for a year and go backwards in time, where would you pick? And I would probably pick New York in like 75 to 77 range. Just because everything's happening all at the same time in New York, right? We say, y- like there's yeah. this music renaissance, there's this art renaissance, disco's happening, the the comedy renaissance, sports is amazing. Just everything's going on you would ever want if you were like 25 years old. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Or think- what, it was a little overrated for you? N- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, what, when, when would I like to live? Obviously- Yeah, what's your answer? Well, obviously you, you, need, you need the modern technology for dentistry and medicine. So Fair, so that rolls out anything so, before the 50s? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but if we had the modern technology yeah. for dentistry and medicine, I think like the, the 1910s, Uh, the early 1900s. I would have liked to have gone to a baseball game, I think, in the early 1900s, just to see what that was like. I'm kind of fascinated by that.
0: There's a fun baseball era where everybody got dressed up to go to baseball games and wore hats in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, the straw hats. I don't know how anyone saw, because all the seats were like barely elevated. Right. But yeah, there's this movie, uh, you probably saw, Eight Men Out. It's about the Black Sox
1: yeah, of course I saw it. I, I've seen every baseball movie that's ever been made. That I movie's
0: think. excellent. But that I yeah, like why seeing the, how the people in the stands, just have everyone's dressed.
1: Yeah, I, I saw Ty Cobb. Did you see that one with Tommy Lee Jones? Of course. It's, it's Ty Cobb.
0: I didn't really like the, the Ty Cobb movie.
1: <laughs> no, neither did I. I yeah. was just watching
0: the other day. It was just on. Because I'm still in the old school. I still scroll on cable to jump into movies. And the fan was on, and I end up watching half of it. Wait, which one's the fan? It was Wesley Snipes as like this Barry Bonds type Giants player. Oh, yeah. oh
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, De
0: Niro's yeah. an obsessed fan, <laughs> right? And it ends with De Niro replaces the umpire during a rainstorm, and they end up having like a knife fight at home plate. It's unbelievable. And it was directed by That's Tony funny. Scott, who's like one of my favorite yeah. directors. But yeah. it's just like, I don't know what happened with that movie. Yeah, that, but. Was,
1: that was an odd movie.
0: So what are your top three baseball movies? Oh, boy. Um, like what jumps to head? I know it's hard to make lists, but what? It's got to be one that jumps to your head mm, immediately.
1: Well, Bang the Jump Slowly. De Niro. Yeah, that was pretty good. But you could tell he's not a really good player. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah, right? there, there was. Yeah. Well, let's see. I don't know. There's um, been some tough baseball throwing over the years. I'm I'm having trouble coming up. Well, Tony Perkins ones. was the worst one, right? Oh, that was terrible. Yeah,
0: I wasn't happy with Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds at all. I didn't see that. I don't know if you saw that one. The, I didn't like the Field of Dreams. Well, he, he in War of the Worlds, he plays catch with his son, and it's just oh, I didn't see that. It's not great. But, but Field of Dreams. The dad in Field of <clears throat> Dreams really bugged me. Here, here's end.
1: here's what bugged me about Field of Dreams. What Kevin Costner bugged you? Yeah.
0: No, no. The at the end he has a catch with his dad. Oh, he has a catch with his dad. And his dad, dad can't no. really throw a baseball.
1: <laughs> well, and it's like, this guy's the catcher who dreamed to make the majors? Here's what bugged me about Field of Dreams. At the end, there's a there's a line of cars It's miles long. Yeah. Waiting to see dead people play <laughs> baseball. Are you kidding? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You you were buying that purpose?
1: I, I wasn't quite buying that. Yeah. It's funny. as when I was I saw I, mean, the, I didn't mind it if it was just Kevin Costner. Yeah. Okay. But once you're starting once you're starting to sell tickets
0: to the ghosts? To, to
1: the ghosts. No,
0: I don't think so. I think that movie depends on when you saw it. Because I saw it in college when you're idealistic and you'll believe anything, and I was like, I'm all in, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And then as I got older, you start picking it apart. It's like, ah. Eh this many people come? What about the Negro League All-Stars? Why didn't any of them get to get invited? Yeah, you just right. start, you go to all these places. But when I saw it originally, I was like, oh my God, an amazing movie, Moonlight Graham. Now it's like, ah, oh, shitless Joe, Ray is batting right-handed. That's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they didn't, they're getting better at how, you know what movie I really liked as a baseball movie that I, I thought kind of came and went was 61. The Maris Mantle movie that Yeah, Billy very Crystal well did. done. I yep. thought that was excellent. Thomas Jane and I think Barry Pepper. Thomas, yes. It was and good.
1: They, and they both looked very much like the people they played. They really did. Yeah.
0: And, and Billy Crystal really cared about all like the little pieces of it. Yeah, you know? great
1: casting in that movie.
0: Yeah, that was good. It,
1: Sandlot's a good one. Sandlot, which one was that?
0: It's a it's a kid's baseball movie. Probably haven't seen it.
1: Maybe My not. My son
0: watched it 130 times. I was a big bad news bears and breaking training guy. A the bad, second, one, second one, the second one, well, the second one when they have to go to the one was Astrodome. really good first was, one's great, but I like yeah. when they go to the Astrodome. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, they got they they steal a van and they drive to the Astrodome. That was a good one. I don't I don't feel like they're making baseball movies the same way. They had one last renaissance, um, where it was like that. The, the so Costner kind of got it going, then it died. And then it came back again when sports movies kind of came back in the early 2000s. And then now it's like, I, I think they would just make a basketball movie over a baseball movie now. Because I don't know how many people under 30 watch baseball.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. 30 secret about baseball right now, you know? I, I don't know. What was the attendance last year? Was it was it down? Is it They still- say it's fine.
0: It's weird, though. I don't know if you've been to a game recently, but they got the the nets up. Everyone's on their phone. Yeah. It's just a weird it here's, doesn't here's, feel communal. That's my way.
1: problem with stadiums in general now. Like I went to uh I went to a game at SoFi. Yeah. And I I will I'll never go back there. You can't you have to scream to just talk to the person next to you. There's so much noise coming from the loudspeaker. Yeah. It's crazy. And 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 then the uh the guy on the PA, the PA guy is just Whose house is... Yeah. yeah. You are, you're assaulted. Your senses are assaulted. And you can't watch the game.
0: Have you been to a Clippers game? They're the worst offenders of this.
1: It's like, I what mean, time is it? Yeah, yeah, that. So, that's probably the same guy.
0: Yeah. He just kind of moves around and yells yeah. at fans. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're so afraid to have and silence they, that they, they overcompensate. Exactly. The and they
1: have it at baseball games too now. Yeah. They don't, we, they don't let you just sit and talk and relax.
0: Yeah, you know what's cool is the organ at a baseball game. Yeah. My dad and I were talking about when Rick Pitino was the Celtic coach and everybody hated him and the players had checked out at him. and But they didn't fire him, didn't fire him. In the last game, we went to his last game and they weren't playing music during the stoppages, the timeout. So the crowd was bummed out. It was just it was silent. So you could hear people and there was this guy behind us and the whole game he was just like, Patino, you suck. <laughs> and it was just echoing through. And, and Patino, like he stepped down the next day and we were like, that you suck guy drove Patino out of Boston. But I could
1: still hear it. Now it's yeah. like nobody could ever impact a game like that because they would just be blasting disco. I think when I was a kid, like up until like I was 14, I think I used to yell. The know? heckling? I think I used to heckle when I was a kid. And now when I hear people doing that, it's it's like I just can't. Believe That's it. like
0: society's definitely changed with that. <clears throat> yeah, because
1: I think back in
0: the day, sports heckling was it was really part. Fun. It
1: was just part of going to a game.
0: Yeah, right. I wrote about this story once. We were we were sitting like in the first row at Yankee Stadium. It was probably like in high school or college. Our friend of ours had awesome tickets, and Frank Howard was the first base coach. Uh huh and, and oh, he, he, he had this weird stance at first base. He would like bend over with his hands on his knees yeah. <laughs> and we had to look at Frank Howard's ass for three hours. So we were drinking <laughs> yeah, and at one I, point I actually remember yeah, you I were, know
1: what you're talking about.
0: So yeah. at one point it was super quiet. We were drinking so I think it was me. It was one of us but I'm pretty sure it was me. It was like Hey, because his nickname was Hondo, I was like,
1: "Hey, Hondo,
0: nice ass!" <laughs> and it just echoed, and he <laughs> like turned around. <laughs> but you can't do you can't do those anymore. Yeah, well. I'd feel bad. I mean, in comedians, that's that's a huge issue now in the comedy clubs. Is people either videotaping them or yelling at them? I'm sure you must have had some heckling stories from when you were a comic. Oh my
1: god, people throwing yeah, shit! Uh, I was, I was. <laughs> verbally abused every, every night. (laughs) It was horrible. But you kind of learned how to, I guess, play up it or no, never? I didn't learn. I would lose my temper. I challenged people to fight. (laughs) Would you really? I'd say, no, because I knew I had friends in the bar. I go, come on. (laughs) Let's (laughs) let's go outside. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Uh, Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at Michelob slash courtside LDA 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Spring. On the way, warmer temperatures, more time outside, more time away from your home. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you're doing what you can to protect your place and get a Simply Safe home security system, comprehensive protection for your whole home, a great way to keep you and your loved ones safe. What if you're going out for Easter for six hours? You don't think the burglars are going to figure that out? That y'all y'all packed up your car at like 11.30 on Easter and you drove off somewhere? Yeah, all they need is an hour. I'm not the only one singing Simply Safe's praises. Simply Safe, named Best Home Security System in 2024 by U.S. News and World Report, recognized for the best customer service in home security by Newsweek. Protect your home today. I use Simply Safe and love it. My listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit SimplySafe.com slash BS. Don't wait. That is SimplySafe.com slash BS. This episode is brought to you by Verbo when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax, knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. I never told you... Um, I religiously watched Fridays. Oh, what? You know, I really did. Because I, I was the only child. I started watching SNL S&O in the late 70s. And then yeah. Fridays came on on Friday nights. And I would I would do the combo. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. So the, when Michael Richards came on Seinfeld, because I, I love Michael Richards on Fridays. Right. And then he was in this movie. I think it was called UHF before that. He's kind of bounced around, but he was in UHF. And I remember like, oh, that's my guy. He made a movie. And then all of a sudden, you end up in Seinfeld. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm not saying I invented Michael Richards, but I was like, oh, I really liked that guy. That guy was so good on yeah. Fridays. But uh, but that's how you met him, I guess. Yeah. But that's where you saw it. But it doesn't seem like you liked the Fridays experience.
1: Uh, no, I I really didn't. What was your first
0: positive professional experience? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it Seinfeld? Well, I did have some, you know, anytime I did a good uh, set, stand-up, yeah. I was always positive. So I all individual
0: stand-up stuff.
1: Yeah, the individual stand-up stuff. When it worked, it was fantastic. Yeah. But often it didn't. Um, so I would say, yeah, Seinfeld. So until you
0: could be in charge of your own stuff, right? So we're we're like, I'm always the happiest
1: when I'm in charge of my own stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to take orders and notes from people. I can't can't have a boss. When did they leave you alone at NBC, or did they ever leave you alone? <sighs> I've told the story before.
1: I don't fair. We can uh, rush through it. Okay. So, I quit the show a couple of times. Yeah. When they tried to interfere. Oh. The first time they had hired a guy, um, after after we got picked up for the first four shows, they hired somebody to be the executive producer, to be the, the boss. And he called us into his office me and me and Jerry and he gave us notes on the first couple of shows. Oh god. And when he was done, I didn't say anything. He talked. And then when he was done talking, I looked at him and I said, No. <laughs> I said, No. I'm not doing one thing.
2: And, <laughs> and then
1: then we left the office. I said to Jerry, Hey, good, good luck with this thing. Cause uh, I, I, this is, I'm not going to be able to do this. Had the first four aired already or no, they, you no. had them in the can? It, okay. Just written. They had, we hadn't even shot it. Yeah. It was just scripts that we got wrote. it. And then he, Jerry said, no, no, don't worry about it. And then sure enough, um, that was, that was the end of that. And, I didn't have to do any of the notes and Castle Rock. Just kind of let me be in charge. But then there were other instances.
0: As the show got bigger, probably. As the show got bigger. Because they're starting to think of it as like a Cheers replacement with Cheers leaves.
1: then there was a meeting. Then we did the first four. Then we did 13 shows. Yep. That was considered the second season. Well,
0: that ends with Elaine and Jerry maybe ending up together. Yeah, the...
1: the, uh, So really, and then the next season comes and it's like, it never happened. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, after those 13 shows aired, I was in New York and and they called us for a meeting in LA at NBC with me and and Jerry and Jerry's managers and um, NBC and Castle Rock. Yeah. And so before the meeting, I was told outside... Hey, don't, don't say anything. Let, let them talk. Oh no. (laughs) So I said, okay, okay. I won't say anything. So I got, so, oh, that's my phone. So we go to the meeting. Yeah. And, um, they're giving me things that they want in the show for the following season. Things I don't want to do. And so. I don't say anything. And then when the meeting's over, we gather around in the parking lot. And there there's must be like 10 of us, 12 of us, I don't know. And I, we're in a circle in the parking lot. <laughs> and I said, good luck. I'm not doing it. Hmm. And I said, I said, my hand will not obey the command from my brain to write what they want me to. So, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And then, from that point on, I never had any other problems at all. That was the end of it. I mean, up even the 13 shows, they were giving us little notes here and there, things you things you could do easily. But when it came to bigger stuff, that yeah. and I realized. But all I got to do is say no. And I wasn't married or anything. It was easy. Yeah. I didn't have kids. I only had to answer to myself. You weren't risking anything. I wasn't risking anything. And I had no problem going back to New York. So it's funny when people ask me, uh, young writers, whatever, any any advice, and I say to them, stay single. (laughs) Because that's the only way you could really do what you want as you're as you're ascending. Yes, yeah, no exactly. question. Yeah, because you got to throw
0: everything into it to make it happen.
1: Right, and there's just so much compromising that you can do if you if you're in a Good, I think. When when
0: people say they were with Seinfeld from the beginning, do you secretly want to ask them, were you Seinfeld Chronicles from the beginning or just Seinfeld? Because that's kind of the litmus test. Because <laughs> I was there from from Chronicles because I loved Jerry from the Letterman appearances. Wow, I was all in. We I saw Jerry do stand up twice in Connecticut in the eighties. I dra- made my parents take me huh. each time, but just because Letterman had such an outsized, anybody that was good on his show, those be- became my favorite people. Right, I think I already told you this, but yeah. So when the when the Seinfeld Chronicles it was like, oh my god, they gave that guy a show. Yeah. and But then it was only four, but we watched it in college, like we were there, and then it left with the cliffhanger, the second season of, it seemed like, oh, they're gonna do the thing where he dates Elaine. Was that the deal episode? Yeah, but it was like, oh, so now they're, because we'd watched Cheers, where as soon as they consummated Sam and Diane, the show really had trouble figuring out what to do after that. And then you guys just reset it, and that was it. it. Then the show fell into place. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I think season two is still really good, but I, I think once you realize we're not pursuing it with these two, it kind of opens the door, you know?
1: Yeah, it was just, it was just one episode. Yeah. Only because I, I, I made a, a deal that was similar to that right, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... It's, a, it's one of my favorite episodes. And I thought, yeah, this is a funny idea. I should try and do this. Well, we, the only way we could do it is with Jerry and Elaine. So, what well, what was crazy was watching,
0: watching, rewatching it with my daughter, but we had seen them at a sequence, so she had seen other episodes from other seasons. But then it was like, all right, we're gonna watch these in order. So we we're oh, watching. When we get to that one, and she was just so she was like, "Wait, what? That, I, I, did so did they what?" And I'm like, "No, no, I just watch the next one. It's we're gonna pretend it never happened." But it was such like a fascinating sliding doors for the show, because they really did have chemistry. Like they could have played off as a real couple. It was, you uh, could have carried it for five seconds. It was like uh,
1: Bruce Willis and. Uh, oh yeah, and Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. The eighties. They that. But whole, I don't remember. Did they consummate on the show? Yeah, Bruce Willis and Sybil uh, Shepherd. Eventually, yeah. Okay. I think that's what yeah. killed the show. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because Cheers, they never should have. Mm. But then they figured out they navigated it and it. But now this is the eternal. This is the eternal dilemma with all TV shows: is exactly. when do you consummate? <laughs> exactly. The, How long can you keep them apart? You never had to worry about that on Curb with uh, you and Susie. That that was never, <laughs> never get <getting> consummated. <laughs> the last time you we we did a podcast, I think it was like eleven years ago when I was at ESPN, and you talked. We talked about the finale. And somehow that got aggregated for like five days because I, I guess you had never really talked about it before.
1: What, the Seinfeld
0: finale? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, t- and you've gotten, you've talked about it a bunch of times. What's well, interesting since we did that, which I think that was like 2014 or 15. So mm. it was 10 years
1: ago. Yeah.
0: But then Seinfeld, which you think like, all right, at some point, these will start petering off, right? So one generation. I feel like the show is as large as it's ever been. Like, I don't know whether it was the Netflix, the streaming, um, my daughter's generation, it's just still going, and I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really amazing. understand it because cheers stopped eventually. Yeah. And I don't know whether it seemed too dated or what, but it just, it's still going and going. It doesn't seem
1: like it's going to stop. I, I really, I don't know. You, you don't even it. have an answer for no, it. No, I have no answer. I don't know. All right. So, Curb. Yeah. That
0: starts 2000. Um, Raven Super the, Bowl
1: I think the special special and it was a special it wasn't it wasn't a pilot it's a mockumentary basically yeah exactly so that, I think that's 1999 that's on their website I mean or on the app you can
0: go watch the original uh, it's like basically the original movie yeah that paves the way right and Jeff's in it I haven't seen it in a while
1: Jeff's in it and Cheryl's in it
0: but no, nobody else is in it that eventually is in it.
1: I don't think so.
0: Yeah. So then you. So now this is the 13th season? 12th. 12th season, but over 22 years. Yeah. How many times did you think that's the last season I'm not doing it?
1: Uh, once for sure. What then, year was that? That was season five after I died. And I died specifically to end the, to end the show. <laughs> I died and went to heaven. Oh, so you you did that because you thought that might be it? Yeah, I'm not going to do this again. (laughs) So, (laughs) wow. So I died and went to heaven. I met Ben Hogan. He gave me some golf tips and my mother and whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In in fact, the title of the show is called "The End." So I don't know if people realized that you were doing it that way when you did it. No, I don't know. Nobody did because I didn't really tell anybody. Wow! So then, what made you come back? Uh, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love I love it. I love doing it. It's um, it's just so much. It's the most fun I could I've ever had. So that season five, <laughs> yeah. You're,
0: are you getting divorced in real life at that time? You are right, or it's about to happen, or I'm getting divorced in two thousand um, seven. So is that bef- during season five or like it's after it or it's right around? No. The, your character becomes single on the show. When are you single in real life as a parallel? Uh,
1: you know what? <laughs> this, is, this is a really good question. I think I wrote being single on the show before I got divorced. Oh, Interesting. I think so. It's a little hazy right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's around the same time. I'd really have to go back and, and look, at, look at the dates that the shows were written. Because I know, when, I, I know yeah. when my marriage was in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because,
0: so I was on an airplane, I'm going to say like five months ago, going to visit my daughter and everything was down except for some of the on-demand stuff and they had curb. I was like, all right, I've seen all these. and I, did, I think I'd even seen oh, them during the pandemic. A, you could be a little more
2: enthusiastic. No, but I, I literally yeah.
0: just watched them like two years before. <laughs> I'd, right. I'd done okay. the run through because I always try to run through my favorite shows every couple of years. Like, all right, I'll, I'll do some work and I'll watch season one. So I ended up watching like nine episodes. It was cross-country flight. I think I watched nine. Oh, season one. Wow. Season one. They had yeah. season one the, the 10 episodes. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, all right, now I'm in. And I kept watching, kept watching. And just kind of kept watching it. And for some reason, I realized this time, Larry becoming single was the key to extending the show. It it opened up all of these different pots. You, you were going to run your course with how you were doing it. Right. And once he became single, now you get to bring in new characters. Now he's yeah, dating. Well, I Weird get, shit's I get happening. To, I get to date. Right. Which, yeah. Which all of a sudden... It's it's almost like a sports trade where
2: it's. It's a completely
0: different dynamic. It's like when we drafted Gronk. It's yeah. like, oh my God, we got a tight end now. Yeah. And it just opened it up. Cause I think that that's probably my favorite stretch of the show is you're trying to navigate that. And, you know, at that point, Super Dave's on. You know my feelings about Super Dave, yeah. but you, you'd kind of nailed some of the supporting characters at that point. And it's just. I felt like the show fully realized what it was. With that said, some of the early season episodes, I think are probably, you would say, probably your favorite episodes.
1: Yeah, some of the early ones. The the doll, for sure. Uh, The ski lift. Ski lift.
0: Yeah. You said that, I asked you this when we were at dinner, and you said the doll was the first one that jumped to mind
1: for some reason. So why? I think it's because generally with these stories, I like to have a, um, I like the stories to intersect. I like there to be a, a, a couple of stories that kind of come together at the end. If right. Can. But in this particular show, I, there was only really one story, which was, and this story had legs. Most stories don't have legs like the doll. Yeah. Story. But the doll story had legs. Cutting off that doll's hair had legs. And it just took up the entire show. I didn't, I didn't have to think of anything else. Right. Other than, because the, all, the, all the ensuing scenes just, just came out without even having to think about it. So the
0: Seinfeld reunion season... I think, I'm just so glad it exists because you didn't do the reunion, but you kind of did. Right. But the most fun part is just watching you and Jerry because that obviously wasn't on Seinfeld. Yeah. But, um, and then everything called but hits at the Super Dave joke with with you and Jerry, which every once in a while just becomes a social media viral clip again. <laughs> it just bounces a around. Joke.
1: I had no idea who was going to tell that. So joke, you didn't know? Absolutely not. You know what he used to do, Bob Einstein? He, he would tell... Okay, he told that joke, which which got left in the show, obviously, because yeah. actually it moved the story along a little bit. Well, it also but, had the but, best reactions ever also, from you it was guys. The, the funniest yeah. goddamn joke. <laughs> okay. But but I would do a scene with him and in the scene, as we're filming, he would start telling a joke in the scene. And 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 I'm letting him go on, but in my head I'm going, Okay, okay, come on, come on. You know, right. I know I'm cutting it. Yeah, and he would do it anyway. <laughs> and everybody would laugh. Right. He, he was amazing.
0: I think he's the single funniest person I've ever been around. He probably is. Yeah. He called in when Sal launched his podcast with us in the mid-2010s in The Ringer. And he was like our fifth guest. Uh-huh. And he came in and just was immediately on the attack. Yeah. What is this? Is anyone going to listen to this? It yeah. was just We were just dying. I don't know what it was. And then it was always like another joke. Another and he would get serious for a second. Yeah. It reminds me, and then he would just go into the next thing. But yeah, yeah. So when did you realize like somebody like that should just be part of the show? Like Like obviously you know him. He's been around for a long time. He's somebody that can do the improv. And- we we were missing
1: one friend on the show. And I had Lewis. Yeah. And I had Jeff, but Jeff is my confidant. So I can't really get into too many conflicts with Jeff. And there were some conflicts that I couldn't get into with Lewis. So we needed another character. Like a wild card. Yeah. Somebody who's
0: basically super offended by you, but still likes you for some reason. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, I would say you- And he was a friend of mine. Right. And then he just, I mean, he immediately got the shorthand of it. Yeah. And then JB was the other one who just- Oh my yeah. You know, the black season and then it's like we just have to just keep him on the team. Yeah.
1: It's impossible. They, I
0: mean, it makes literally zero sense that he just stays at Larry's house and everyone leaves. <laughs> He's just yeah. living in the guest room. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did he pay rent? Look, there's a lot of questions. Did he work? There's a lot of. Did he have a job? There's a lot of questions about Leon. I think it's everything's better left unsaid. <laughs> like what did he I don't do really the, have answers
0: for What it, did he do you know? the last 15 years? Did he ever like try <laughs> I, to get a job?
1: I, I I don't have answers for Leon. <laughs> Best not to go there.
0: So, all right, looking back, what is your single favorite? I mean, you got to think of it. One of the first reasons we ever talked was because I did a thing in a column where I did pitching seasons for Curb episodes.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. And you were like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah,
1: right. Um, now, does, uh, tell the audience what, what you did. because
0: I think I went, so this was the Buckner season because I was still at Grantland. And it was like, just like, it was like one of those pitcher seasons where the guys like 20 and three yeah. at the, you know, in August, you're like, oh my God, is he going to win 25 games? And so I just said, all right, I'm breaking down every curb season like it's a pitcher season with an ERA and strikeouts. That was
1: really, really something to read. But did any part of that make you mad or you are just like, no, no, it didn't make me mad. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So what's your favorite? I love the analogy that you compared a season and you gave it baseball statistics.
0: So what's your favorite now? It's 2024. You don't have one? My favorite, what? Favorite season. What's the one you felt like? I guess you could look at it from degree of difficulty crossed with how you executed it crossed
1: with, do the episodes still hold up? Boy, it, it feels like, it sounds like bullshit, but it just feels like every season that, I, that ends is my favorite season. Because it gets harder and harder to yes, keep doing the yes, tightrope of it. Exactly. So I would say that this season now that I just finished, th- this would be my favorite season, but I would say that for every season that I had just finished.
0: What did you want to do with this season that you hadn't done in the other seasons?
1: Um, I, I didn't have any grand plan like that. Just get the gang back together. Yeah. Yeah, just write the funniest shows that, that we can.
0: Cause the hiatuses have gotten longer and longer between seasons.
1: Um, not the last four seasons. It's, not, it's like a year and a half, two no, years? Like we, season nine started filming in 2016. Season 10, 2018. Season 11, 2020. Season so it's 12, every two years. Yeah, every
0: two years. But before season nine, you did season eight. Now it was like
1: 2000. There there, there was a big gap between eight and nine.
0: Yeah, because that was when they started wondering if you were ever doing the show. Yeah,
1: I, I, I didn't know.
0: But now you're claiming it's over. Potentially.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. But nobody believes you. No, people don't believe me. I guess because there was a five-year hiatus and I came back. Um, But no, this this is it. This is definitely it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But could you do like another project that's maybe not necessarily a series around the same characters or this is it? No, no, this is it. So who's the most bummed? Jeff Garland?
1: I think I think the cast in general felt like it was also time to end it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to think what sports team this is like. <laughs> 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 well, I, I mean, you you're basically you're you're going through this. You've outlasted the entire Belichick Brady era. Right. It's unbelievable. And just if you're comparing it to other TV shows. It's like, is Grey's Anatomy still on? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know. But it's shows like that, or it's like soap operas, or it's like Johnny Carson. Yeah. Or it's like the NFL. Right. Like TV shows aren't meant to last for almost a quarter century, which is this, if you count the TV movie, not the the pilot movie. 25 years. This is 25 years of the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's been done, especially not in a comedy
1: yeah it's hard to: uh, I know it's interesting. It's hard to It's hard to imagine comedies going that long. Especially with
0: all the things that changed over, especially when uh you know, taste yeah. changed a little bit. You can feel with the movies from. 2000 to 2014, and then things shifted a little. And movies, the way the way comedy changed. Right. You know, right. some of the movies from the 2000s, like they would never do some of the shit yeah. that they did back then. Now, but you had always, you always got like a little bit of a free pass with that stuff with content.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm lucky. Um, I mean, like even
0: the Palestinian chicken episode, that's about as far as you push the line. But it was, it was funny. It was fine. I think everybody. You know, how did, did you, what was the biggest blowback
1: you got over the 25 years? Anything? Um, let's see. Uh, peeing on the uh, portrait of Christ. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was some some uh, Jewish blowback. I'm trying to remember for which Jewish one. blowback? What's yeah. worse than Jewish blowback? <laughs> It wasn't for the it wasn't for the Holocaust shoes. It was for something else. Um, I can't remember the show. What about the 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 end of season one? The um, oh, the, was the, it the, the sexual incest, victim? The, the, yeah, the, the whatever that
0: the incest survivor group.
1: No, no, I didn't hear anything Nothing? about that. Yeah,
0: different times back then.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like it feels like a, any show that I did then early 2000s, I would do now. Okay. I I can't think of anything that I would would delete now.
0: Can I ask some weird 25 years of curb questions? Sure. Um, How many celebrities just pitched themselves to come on a curb, and what was their batting average for actually getting on? Because I'm
1: sure that was an issue and you must have hated it. Well, no, because I don't have to put people on just because they ask. It was just awkward, though, right? I was like, "Oh, no, it's not awkward at all." When are you going to put me on Curb? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, Ah. no, it's not awkward. Okay, people don't really expect that they're going to be on. They just, they just go, "Hey, I'd like to be on the show." Okay, so that doesn't mean you have to put them on. But I would hear from the casting director, "So and so really wants to do the show." Oh,
0: so they would go? They wouldn't go to you. They would go.
1: Yeah, unless they saw me somewhere and they go, "Hey, I'd love to do the show." Or they would see somebody else in the cast and somebody in the cast would say, hey, I ran into so-and-so and and, uh, she really wants to do the show. And then you'd file that away. Yeah, you'd file it away. How do you decide or how did you decide
0: whether somebody was famous enough to be themselves on the show or play (laughs) a character? Because the Vince Vaughn (laughs) thing always threw me off. I was like, in this curb world, Vince Vaughn should be Vince Vaughn, but he's... A member of the Funkhauser yeah, family. Freddie Funkhauser.
1: So, yeah. how is he
0: not Vince Vaughn?
1: Because I needed someone, because the show about um, Funkhauser's daughter who transitioned yep. to a man and he gave himself a, a, an extra, extra large penis. <laughs> right. I needed to have that discussion with, with an actor. Okay. And I knew it was like a, a sensitive discussion to have. And I needed it to be really funny. And so I had to think about who to cast in that part, because it was supposed to be from for Bob Einstein. Right. It was written for Bob Einstein. Oh,
0: because you didn't, yeah. You...
1: And and then he died. But that that was written for, for his, Funkhauser's daughter. Yeah. Um, so now it had to be a relative of Funkhauser. And who's going to play the relative? And... And, uh, Vince, I thought is the person who could, who I could have this discussion with and it wouldn't feel, um, I don't know, like, um,
0: unacceptable. Yeah. And also it felt like he was in the Funkheiser kind of area. Yeah.
1: Something about him. Yeah.
0: Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like McLoab because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLoabUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. They say a gentleman always keeps his word, but I can't repeat any of the words that the weed-dealing, gambling, murdering aristocrats say in The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie's first TV show ever, only on Netflix, based on his award-winning film, The Gentleman series stars Theo James, my guy from White Lotus, and a whole new cast of criminal lords and ladies slumming it in Britain's criminal underworld. Guns out, pinkies up. Don't miss The Gentleman, now playing only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by TurboTax. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, filing with 100% accuracy and getting your max refund guaranteed. So whether you've side hustled your way to playoff tickets, auctioned off those vintage jerseys or started a sports podcast of your own, hey, you're like me, switch to TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax live. Any sports stuff you want to get out? Can we talk about your rule to change football? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to make you sports are for the day. Okay. You were infuriated. We're taping this. Um, it's a few days after the bills lost because their kicker missed a 44 yarder and it went wide right. So your, your
1: change is what? I I really, I do, I've said it before. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say it again, but I really believe that we should get rid of goalposts in football. No, no bullshit. The, the field goals ruin the game. They don't, they don't enhance the game. They make it worse. You have, this, you have a guy who's kicking a ball through parallel bars to win games. <laughs> Why? There's no reason behind it. He's not a football player. Buffalo didn't lose that game. This guy, this one guy who's not even a football player, loses the game for them. Why? Why? Why do we have to have it? What? What for? What reason? It, so you would get rid of
0: kickers entirely, and you just go for it on fourth down every time, and not have kickoffs.
1: Well, if you unless you want to punt, right? So you keep punters. You keep punters. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think I'm down. Like I was thinking, the UFL, this new spring league or whatever the merger. This is like not a bad wrinkle for them. Wouldn't it be great? More fourth downs. Um, even the Bills having to go for it on fourth to 13. If they make it, that's amazing. And
1: it com- by the way, it completely changes your mindset on offense. You're no longer operating with three downs. Right. You're operating with four downs. So when you're on the 40-yard on the line, the 50-yard line, yeah, you're not thinking about, oh, well, we, we have three downs. You, you know you've got four downs. I don't think you could, you might not punt from the 50. You're not going to punt from the 40, from the other team's 40. So I, I just think it changes how, it's going to change how you run your offense. So if
0: Seven Kids Sala comes back next year and says, I've gotten rid of our field goal kicker, he no <laughs> longer exists. The punter is going to do kickoffs and we're
1: just never kicking this year. You'd be in. I think yeah, it's a, I think it would really, really help the game. Listen, Buffalo, they lose a Super Bowl because a kick, yeah, is wide right. It's dumb.
0: And we won multiple Super Bowls because our yeah, kicker made it's crazy a v- kicks. V- a So I'm pro kicker because kickers have been really meaningful to the Patriot fans.
1: But you know, it's so stupid though. What, what in a baseball game should they put up? Should they put up parallel bars? In center field and and have a fungo specialist try and hit the ball through the parallel bars. It has nothing to do with the game.
0: So, so extra innings, these guys come in? Extra innings,
1: yeah. You come in, you bring in your fungo specialist, and he tries to hit the fungo through the parallel bars. This actually sounds like a good rule. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as dumb as
0: that. Here comes Bonzo, our fungo specialist. Yeah. He's going to come uh, in here. Oh, looks like the fungo specialist is warming up. <laughs> it's bad weather today. <laughs> we'll see if the fungo specialist can do it. Oh my God. That's so funny. What would you do about the Baseball Hall of Fame? Because Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and all of these people who were among the best baseball players I've ever seen are not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And we're getting still precious about all the steroid stuff. I'm not convinced we don't have steroids and HGH stuff now. Right. Pretty sure we do. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see if a major star failed the test, how people would react. But it just seems, what's the point of having the Hall of Fame? Like well, Todd Helton made it today. Yeah. He's going to make it before Barry Bonds.
1: You know, I, I go back and forth on this. Yeah. And- I suppose if Brady Anderson didn't hit 52 home runs one year. Yeah. Because um, he'd never even hit over 20, right? Before yeah. Before that? He hit 50. Yeah, he hit yeah. 50. Okay. I suppose if he didn't hit 50, then you could say, well, they're, they're still great players. They're just, hitting, they're just hitting more. But they still would have made the Hall of Fame anyway. So... It skews, it skews the home runs in a way. And I guess it skews batting averages and everything else. it
0: ruin the stats. It's hard to really yeah. figure out the stats. Yeah.
1: Out. I guess if you look at their careers, before steroids came in, yeah, and they were Hall of Famers before that. Or headed that way. Or headed yeah. that way, then, then I would give them the pass. I would have everybody in. I would just put it on the plaque. Put it on the plaque. Yeah, just put
0: something on the bottom. But even then, it's like it's like arrested in a Balco trial. It's like a tough thing to put on the plaque. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have to press a button and it tells you what happened. But I don't know. I guess I just don't. I, I was writing about this in the mid-2000s. I guess I don't fully understand the point of a Hall of Fame. Because I always thought it was a museum that honored the best ever. And you take your kids or your grandkids there and you teach them about the sport. And to not have people that were the literally the best players of their era in the Hall of Fame and not even mention why they're not in just seems weird to me.
1: I don't yeah. get it. Uh, especially when you consider a lot of the people who were already in there before. Well, Stern yeah, Wentz like the Thai the, Cops. Yeah, exactly. Thing.
0: Um, all right, next sports question. Could you ever see yourself on the set of first take for two hours? <laughs> in like the mad dog spot, just going. <laughs> It's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday, Mad Dog can't make it, you're in town, all of a sudden you're in with Stephen A. I think I'll pass, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it? No. Would you be able to just craft hard sports takes and just go and argue them and get mad at Stephen A.? Oh my God. Could you do PTI? No, I, don't, I, I couldn't, no. You couldn't do any of those shows? No. What would your sports podcast sound like?
1: Would you have guests? Would you I couldn't do a sports podcast I'm, uh but you're watching all these sports, yeah, I don't think I could do a podcast first of all, can I tell you something? I don't like criticizing people, and you have to criticize people to do that right. I don't like calling people out and saying they're bad at this and and they stink i It's just not me. I feel bad for them. I do. I feel badly when people um take them apart yeah i and that's what they do on these shows they they take they take everyone apart he sucks he stinks these i mean these are people they're human beings they have feelings I, right. I i just don't like it so i could never do it i don't mind criticizing some you know if i'm having a private discussion with you i'll say so and so sucks yeah that's right. fine he's not hearing about it but True. to publicly call someone out is not it's not for me i can't, i could never do it do you it. feel
0: like the sports culture have you noticed that it's much different than it was like 40 years ago cuz you saw some good iterations. Like you, like in the 70s, Dick Young, remember he, I mean, he basically got Seaver traded. He was the most powerful, what was it, New York Daily News? Yeah. And was just taking shots at Seaver left and right and crushing him and then eventually, like, they were trading him to the Reds.
1: Oh, do, do you think they did that because of Dick Young? No,
0: but I think he, <clears throat> I think he was pushing a narrative that, you know, Seaver didn't want to be there and what's he doing? Uh-huh. I don't know. Just felt like, The local, whoever, had more power. Now it seems like the national person has more kind of sway. Yeah, I don't know. What do you watch? Do you watch those shows? Oh. Do you get sucked in mm -hmm. or do you just watch
1: games? Because you listen to some pods. I watch those shows. Yeah. I mean, some of them. (laughs) Yeah. Not all the way through. But they're shows that I'll turn on when I'm uh, shaving or you know, out of the shower right. and I'm getting dressed. I'll, I'll definitely put them on.
0: What would be your fix for PGA and live in that whole mess? Do you have one? No. It really makes my dad upset. Really? Why? He just thinks the best guys should be in one place trying to win tournaments against each other. And that's how it should go. He's a traditionalist.
1: Yeah. There's something about professional golfers that I don't take to. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I don't feel it. Yeah. And so I'm not that interested in them to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, That's one of the reasons maybe, you
0: skipped the U.S. Open when it was here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't like going to golf tournaments. Yeah. But. I don't know. I don't, I'll, I'll watch like the last hour or two of major, but that's about it. I don't really watch golf on television,
0: but you're still playing like four or five times a day. <laughs> four times I, mean, a day. I mean, no, a week. No, no. Twice? Three. Twice. Twice. Twice a week. That's Twice it. Twice a week. Yeah. Just to win money off Doc Rivers. Yeah. That's it. Just the weekends. How many people but are sometimes, in your, once in a while during the week.
1: During, how many
0: people are in your golf group? It's about eight or nine of us text read, who's playing? I can do 745. Let's go. I can do it too. No, I'm
1: the captain. Yeah. You're the captain of the... Yeah, cr- I send out the text. Yeah.
0: When did you retire from softball and all the recreational sports that weren't
1: golf? Um, soft, soft, by the way... Soft, I mean, you had softball on curb in like the late 2000s. Yes. Okay. That day that we were filming and I had to hit a home run to left field or a, a long fly ball. Yeah. And so... I hadn't played softball since the Broadway show league, which was like in the late eighties. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I think it was Rosie O'Donnell was pitching and I had to, I had to hit the ball. I, I couldn't hit the softball. Oh no. Oh my God. And there's like a hundred people there. Yeah. There were a lot of people watching. I was really having trouble hitting it. I, I, cause I had, I don't know why. Yeah. it's a softball, slow right. pitch. It was embarrassing. But I have to say, on the golf shots on the show, yeah, I come through. <laughs> I do. Like this year, I had to hit a drive, yeah, and uh, I hit somebody on the fairway, and all the cameras, uh, the cameras are behind me, the whole crew's behind me, Phew, right down the middle,
0: two thirty. That's hard with the with the sight yeah. lines behind you. Yeah. Um. Best. Well, now you're not going to answer this. Let me rephrase. Um, most. Impre- I, I have some questions for you. Well, yeah, well, we'll this is my last one. Okay. Most impressed you've been by a guest star on Curb in the last twenty five years, where you didn't know what you were getting. <sighs> Someone where you're like, wow, they were unbelievable. So, like a Rosie O'Donnell would be an example. I'm not saying her, but I'm saying like yeah. that, like somebody who comes in one episode. Kind of knows what the show is and just crushes it. Oh man, you can't answer this one. Yeah, too hard. You you offend somebody.
1: Too hard, and I'll offend. Yeah. Okay. Offend All right. You. Ask your questions I, for me. I have some questions for you. Yeah. The rewatchables. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what the movie's going to be before you do the show? So therefore, so that that way we can watch the movie. And then enjoy the podcast a lot more. Fair question. Um, uh, you keep it a big secret. I like I like the mystery us. of it.
0: Huh? Well, my thing is, once it's out, it's out. You have plenty of time to listen to. it. You don't have to listen to it the moment it comes out. And you could see the movie. No, but then, I know. But if
1: if you, it's it's better if you if you pre if you say what's what it's so you think be. I should
0: twenty four hours
1: earlier tell people what the movie is? Tell people what the movie is. Why, what's the downside? Yeah,
0: probably not a downside. There's no downside. It, maybe like people, I don't know. Trying, they're already wondering what the categories are going to be, and I don't know. They're they're thinking ahead. Like, would you tell you don't tell people what a Kerb episode is the day before? Like, here's yeah, here's yeah, the premise. Yeah,
1: because this movie's already been out for 25 <laughs> years. Fair?
0: Yeah. All right. Good question. All right, I got. All right, another... I'll work on it. Maybe I'll announce it on Sundays. It'll be the Larry David rule.
1: Okay, I have, I have another question. Yeah, this is a little personal. Yeah. You don't have to put it on if you don't want to. Okay. Your wife. Yeah. How do, how does she do it? Because there's gotta be how many hours a day are you putting in watching? Oh, that's that's fair. All right. Yeah. So
0: football is seventeen Sundays plus the playoffs. Right. So Sundays are out Sundays for twenty two weeks. Yes. I don't really do college football anymore unless I'm home. Mm-hmm. Basketball can pick my spots. We we got in the living room, we got Got this giant new TV set up in the new house with the big TV, but then the two TVs next to it. And so I can put two basketball games on the side TVs, but we can watch whatever she wants to watch. Uh, what? I wish I had thought of this what? 10 years ago. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. So
1: you're watching basketball. Yes. No, I'm I'm watching, we're watching
0: a TV show or a movie together, but there's also basketball on the left so I can kind of make sure I know what's going on. Uh-huh. So like when Carl Anthony Towns says <laughs> 62 points, and then gets benched. I'm not catching up to that after the fact, right? But, but then I, a lot of it is like sometimes I'll cheat in the mornings. Like I'll, I won't see the game when it happens, and I'll come back the next morning. I'll watch on League Pass, and I'll zip through like fourth quarters and things I want to see. So it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like just sitting home and watching sports games? every night. Like I feel like I pick my spots. the The football, like some of the Thursday night stuff. Could be like you know what I'm gonna I'll tape the game I can zoom through it I can watch it in an hour if it's one game right Sundays is impossible Sundays you have to be there yeah, and I, yeah I always yeah. felt like for my podcast eat the Sunday night with Sal like I re- you really have to watch everything or else the audience can tell you know so it's like I'm just gonna this is how it's gonna be on Sundays but
1: you you know so much about basketball right you have to watch a lot of basketball. Definitely do.
0: Definitely do. It's, it's on or around, but I, I really can pick my spots in, in a way. And sometimes she likes basketball. So sometimes she'll watch with me if it's a bigger game, but like playoffs is when I really kind of lock in. So she's always kind of like, uh, Oh, April. Yeah. I don't really yeah. like you this month. There's like, Two stretches where she's like, oh I'm not a huge yeah. fan of you. These right. oh, this is the time of year it is. Because uh-huh. she knows the rhythms of it now. Yeah. But it's never been like an issue because Yeah, all right.
1: But at least but I mean that's what you're doing for a living. So you can't complain that that's, much. You can yeah. o- you always have yeah. that card. See, I don't have that. What do you mean? I don't do it for a living.
0: No, but like so, you did when you're doing your show, you're your wife wouldn't be like, oh man, you're doing that show. Like, that's what you do. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I,
0: I can always hide on that one. Yeah. But yeah, I try to, as you get older, you learn how to economize a lot of it, right? And like use your time perfectly. And um, I don't know if I was always good at that. It was honestly a lot harder when I was writing because mm-hmm. I would spend like a shitload of time on just writing columns or rewriting yeah. paragraphs. And, and that would be like an all day thing. And then right. also having to watch sports. You become a little Unabombery. I'm sure. Like when you when you're writing scripts for, well, I guess the curb scripts. Sometimes you're just sketching out premises, but you must have to go somewhere and actually like you're by yourself for stretches, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I write the shows with uh, Jeff Schaefer here in the so in you the always office. have somebody else in the room with you. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes if there's a problem that I'll t- I'll take the problem home and think about it. Um, oh, interesting.
0: Did you have like a special place to go to, or are you just like you have like a little office, or like just a just, just no kitchen, just, nothing? Just a chair in my bedroom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. When on Seinfeld, did you write with somebody or did you write by yourself?
1: I, I wrote. I wrote by myself, and I wrote with Jerry. So I always thought, because I, I felt that a little bit with different stuff I've done,
0: but never as intensely as that. Like spending that much time with somebody and then you're not with them the same way. It's almost like when you're in college with your roommates and you just spend like this crazy amount of time together and then you just don't see each other the same way, but you still have the bond from all the time. Yeah. And you can just pick up like what, like two of my best friends came from college a couple weeks ago and it's just like, we just immediately go back. It's like we've never not spent time, but you know, like one of them I hadn't seen in a couple of years. Yeah, so there's something weird about the... It's the same way with us. Yeah. yeah. So you probably how often do you see Jerry?
1: Not not that often. Um, but then when you see him, it's like yeah, you just go right back. Yeah. What were, do you have other questions for me? I like
0: I like how you turn the tables on me.
1: I thought of, wait I had one, I had another one. You
0: want to ask me about the future of the Pats? <laughs> um, because you know we have there's this owner thing with the Pats that I think is. Trying to figure out how real it is. Why? It's what a, do you mean? It's a little like the sun was supposed to kind of take over. Yeah, but they do the press conference for the new coach, and the sun's not at the press conference. And Bob Kraft's like, "Yeah, we had a crisis with one of our other parts of the company, so he couldn't be there." And it's like, "He really? He couldn't be there for?" Uh, Stephen Jones would have would have been there. That's. Right, so the question is, you know, like one of the reasons Succession I thought was such a great show is that whole family dynamic of the guy who did everything possible to be in charge. Vince McMahon's like this,
1: just to he's running oh, everything. Oh yeah, that's what I want to ask you. Good, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Vince, Vince McMahon. McGann, okay. Yeah, yeah. You watch wrestling? Yeah. What is that? You're out, you're out on wrestling? Are you? What? What is this with you in wrestling? This
0: goes back to being a kid.
1: Yeah, I, I watched it when I was a kid too. <laughs> and, and then I realized it was fixed and I stopped watching. It's performance. Oh, so you
0: love the performance. Yeah, I don't think it's real. It's not like yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I can't I, believe Roman Reigns won again. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> it's, it's uh,
1: but they're all, they're all the same, aren't they? I mean, every match looks, looks the same. There's some art to it. There's art in the
0: storytelling, how they build arcs. It's not, It's not much different than what you're we're trying to do with mm-hmm. Herb, trying to build two three month arcs with two characters uh-huh. and have these different matches. Like there is, there's cool things to it. I can't say I'm watching Raw like every Monday night, but right. I, I always kind of semi know what's going on. My son got into it, which was great, but now he's out. <laughs> now my my son's in <laughs> it's an MMA so now.
1: Stupid. But listen, you're watching this thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know that it's not fixed, but the people who are there, they think it's real. Yeah. Well, they do. Are you kidding? They go crazy. They wouldn't go crazy if they thought that it was real.
0: <laughs> are you having an intervention right now at the restaurant? I'm trying audience? to. They, they just gave Netflix, gave them $5 billion for raw. Uh, so it's, it's like getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's remarkable. Are you going to watch my my uh, Vince McMahon docuseries on Netflix? I'm going to make you watch the first episode and I bet you keep watching. Because I showed my dad a cut. So, wait,
1: wait, is this scripted?
0: No, it's a six part documentary. Uh, oh, okay. But I'm going to make uh, my dad, I was like, can I just show you this? And he's like, I don't like wrestling. I'm like, just watch one part. And then he watched three in a row. So I thought that was a good sign for us. Well, I'll watch the first one. Yeah, you Vince, pretty interesting character for one of those. Do you watch those? Do you deep dive? Because you watch a lot of like movies and stuff. Do you deep dive the docu-series on different things and like murder doctors and all these different weird docu-series they have? Uh, Probably. uh, No, I don't think so. I don't watch a lot. But you watch a lot of the movies. though. I watch movies. Yeah. So you might, you had Oscar thoughts that you're not going to give us. Oh, because you don't like being critical. Yeah. What was your favorite Oscar movie? For this year. Um,
1: um, the, uh, the Paul G. one. Oh, The Holdovers. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah.
0: You're an Alexander Payne guy? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. It was good. It was good to have him
1: back. He didn't make a movie in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good. Um, what else did I like? I'm big on boarding school movies
0: in general. Like I feel like that could be a cable channel. Well, you know, just like boarding school movies and TV shows. I love boarding school
1: movies. It's the best. Boarding school movies. My favorite was the um, the Brendan Fraser one. What was it? School ties. School ties. That's my favorite movie. Try to solve anti-Semitism. They didn't get there. Boarding school, anti-Semitism. You cannot, you cannot (laughs) football. football? Are you kidding? It had it all. You can't do better than that. Some great young actors. Yeah. Fantastic. Cheating. Come on. (laughs) So you're in for a for school, school ties, ties as school a limited ties, series. School ties is it for me? That that's it. I could I could watch movies like that all day. Yeah.
0: Well, I asked you to come on the rewatchables because you actually listened to it, and you only wanted to do movies from like the 40s and 50s. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't do something from like the, like a school ties type of movie. All right, well, pick one. Maybe maybe I'll do it. I'm gonna yeah. just send you a list. Okay. I think we should do a
1: baseball movie though.
0: Well you okay. really like Date Men Out, like right? like we I mean
1: we could do a movie like that. I like Date Men Out and I'm forever blowing. We could bubbles. talk yeah. we could talk Black Sox. Black Pretty fascinating. Sox, yeah. Um
0: whether Shoeless Joe got a raw deal. We could go into all that stuff. Boy, this Comiskey fellow, he must have been something. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Charlie. Well, I do think like with with the league. Oh, wait
1: a second. You know what movie we left out for great baseball movies? Bull Durham. Bull Durham and the Natural. Oh, the natural. The yeah, natural. still Come classic. On. Fantastic. Yeah. I really like For
0: Love of the Game, too. Which one was that? That's the one with Kevin Costner when it's like he's gonna retire oh, from he's the, on Tigers. the Tigers. But he's on it kind of turns into a rom com halfway through, yeah. but the baseball stuff's really good. Yeah, it was it was all right. The rom-com yeah. part probably could have cut out. Yeah, it was good. It
1: was good. I liked it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that Costner's probably
1: the base. He's made three, I think. Oh, baseball movies? Yeah, yeah just three James baseball movies. movies. I forgot the other one. But his best sports movie was um, The, the Golf. The Tin Cup. Tin Cup, yeah. That was really good.
0: So maybe we do Tin Cup. Roy McAvoy, that would be good rewatchables for you. Would you. Would you just want the two of us or would you want a third? Um I, would you want a third third co-host. How would you how would you want it to play I, out?
1: I really don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Uh
0: can you before we go we did you didn't explain to us why the Yankees aren't good anymore. Why
1: well, they're not good anymore? Yeah, what happened? <clears throat> it seems um this team they put together like every player like remember when they had Luke Voigt? Remember that lineup? Yeah. Judge, Voight, and Stanton, and they have all big, lumbering guys who can't move and are powerful, but they strike out a lot, and there's, there's, there's a lack of athleticism hmm. on the team. They don't seem to be able to move quickly.
0: Um, Hard for them to steal runs.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't know. They just strike out too much. They don't, they don't hit with men on base. And... Um, Seems like you're down and, on it. And, and analytics. I hear a lot about analytics, that they depend too much on analytics. Oh, wait, there's another great baseball movie we forgot. Moneyball.
0: Moneyball is the best one of Moneyball the last 15 years. Yeah. yeah, I love Moneyball. I Me actually too. jump in, in that Me one all too. the time. Yeah. So the team you're happiest with is the Knicks. The Knicks? Yeah, you genuinely like watching the Knicks.
1: I heard you say on on one of your shows last year that you don't know anybody who watches hockey during the season. Except my
0: dad. And me. You watch
1: hockey during the season? So Rangers are number one for you? Yep.
0: You're in on the quick comeback, the Jonathan Quick resurgence?
1: (laughs) I'm a huge Ranger fan. Still. Even regular season. Regular season. I see entire games. I'll tape them. And then I watch them and i can get through it in in an hour
0: oh that's smart yeah that's 60 minutes and you're yeah. done
1: and if it's too late then i'll just i'll just go through the tape for the goals so when you're taping a game
0: is it people know not to text you about the game whoever yes. you're in new york yes. so Rain you depends. tell people no
1: not to text me
0: yeah so you really you're surprised that wasn't a curb plot
1: you know what that you mean that gi- would mean giving away a game? Somebody ruining the game mm-hmm. for you. <clears throat> that was on the Seinfeld pilot. Was it really? Yes. I don't remember Kramer, that. Kramer gave away, I think, a Mets score on the Seinfeld pilot. Yeah, oh, well, you could have dipped back it was nah, I'm not 30, 40 years ago. You don't, Jesus. You don't that could have been stuff. a whole curve, pot, somebody ruining yeah. game no. five of the Knicks. That's an easy, it's too easy of a premise anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's too really? easy. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's it, it, it you like be, to think of things that you think other people might not think of. Yeah, but this is such a huge part of your life. Yeah, I know, but but so what? Anybody? It, it, Anytime I ever text
0: you during a Jets game, like I'm, I'm <laughs> golfing. Don't tell me what's <laughs> happening. Oh God! Well, you have the Jets. You have, I think, a top ten pick. You don't have a second round pick. They'll they'll draft a tackle. I hope. And I yeah. guess Aaron Rodgers comes back. I won't. I won't force you to give us your Aaron Rodgers feelings, but people could probably read between the lines. Was it, was it a great year one? Uh, <laughs> you, know. you have them below Namath on your
1: rankings. Jeez, <laughs> it started out so hopeful, too. It really did, you know. They were going to Broadway shows. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch the? Oh yeah, uh, he went to the. He went the, to the Tonys. They went to, no, it wasn't the Tonys. They went to a Broadway show. I thought he also went to the Tonys. Oh, maybe he went to the he Tonys. Did. And, and it was just, what was the, what's that show, HBO? What is it? Um, what's the show they do on the football team? What's oh, it? Hard Knocks. Yeah, hard yeah Knows, he had a great yeah. Hard Knocks. Yeah, great Hard Knocks. He met Liev Schreiber. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> HBO Hall of Famer, <laughs> Lee F. Schreiber. Yeah. Do
1: you think they should have an HBO Hall of Fame? I feel like they could do that at this point. People seem to be very concerned about what's going to happen after they're dead. Uh, Hall of Fames and things like this. Yeah. I mean.
0: I'm the opposite. I'm just trying to get to next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks for having us. Curb. You can't tell us anything about the season, right? No. The potential last season. No. Mm-mm. Okay. That's not really the greatest way to promote the season. Is this, but
1: is this airing before the first show comes out? When is this airing?
0: No, this airs Tuesday before,
1: oh, right before the first episode. Oh, before the first episode. The yeah. first episode's February
0: 4th. Yeah, February 4th. Yeah, and this is when? This is going to be the Tuesday before that.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I
0: saw the first episode and I told you I saw it. Yeah. And then I didn't realize you needed feedback.
1: Well, I mean. Because people the, the, go either well, way. Well, you know, the, guy, the guy says, hey, I got the first episode. I'm, I'm watching. Can't wait. To, can't wait to see it. And then I never hear from you. You don't, so do, then, you don't do that. You're <laughs> so stupid. I didn't know if you were a feedback guy. Well, a, a feedback guy? <laughs> well,
0: There's only one conclusion I could reach. Oh, so you uh, think if I don't give feedback, that means I didn't like it?
1: Absolutely. What, what am I gonna? Because here's why you don't tell somebody. Uh, here's why you don't call somebody after you but see the show. But I like every Curb episode. No, I I'm know. A, I'm a bad why, critic. The reason you don't call somebody is that I don't know how to tell them that I didn't like it, so I'll just I just won't call.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Right, so that's my yeah, bad. Yeah, it's a rookie mistake. Yeah. All right. All right, Larry David. Good luck with the last season. Yes. Congrats on uh, yeah. a quarter century of Curb. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs>
1: Insane. Good to see you. All right. Thank you.
0: All right. That's it for the podcast. Thanks so much to Larry David. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti for producing as always. Don't forget to check out youtube.com slash Bill Simmons. If you want clips from this podcast or the shorts that I do as I walk around and turn my camera on like an idiot. Apparently people like these. I actually have fun doing them. I'm glad you like them. Um, And we're going to run some stuff from the rewatchables as well as we as we tour the East Coast and the weather hopefully continues to cooperate. I'm not sure if you're going to see me on Thursday. It's up in the air. So if I don't see you Thursday, I will see you on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Must be twenty one plus in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call one-eight hundred gambler or visit Fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. You can call one eight hundred next step or text next step to 53342 in Arizona call one eight eight or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support in Massachusetts or call 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers.